Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 138. Not just a month, I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and i like to formally welcome you to the Purple Pants Podcast. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is. That you get your podcast from the Purple Pants Podcast is there. Hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. What it do? Oh, what's up? How is everyone doing? I hope you had a wonderful weekend, a week, whenever you listen to this podcast. Well, baby, in Philadelphia, we got a little snow. Wasn't a lot, but it was enough that your baby boy had to go out and shovel my car, shovel the sidewalk. I forgot to get salt, so I had to walk to the store and get salt. Then I had to shovel my neighbor up the street out because, you know, if I shovel myself out, I always like to shovel my neighbor because she lives alone. And so, you know, doing my good deeds. So the snow had your baby boy tired. But I love a good snow day. It's not the same as when I was a child. Y'all remember back in the day and I even before they used to um put it on the news like we had a school channel in Philadelphia so like we would literally like scroll to the channel and wait for them to be like Philadelphia school district is closed today or they'd be like a two hour delay uh that those are the days okay when I have to do nothing I could just lay back in my bed but it is still good because I felt like over the weekend I just got to chill I got to just lay in my bed work on some projects watch some tv shows I'm currently watching uh, this show on Netflix. It's called Archive. Archive 31 or something. Um, it is 
kind of good, kind of like taking me a little bit of time to really get into it because it's kind of like a, a thriller scary and not that your baby boy is scared of like scary movies or anything. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes I like to have a little boo or bay to watch a little scary movie with. And also over the weekend, I discovered uh, this series on HBO Max called Sort Of. And I guess it is really like a sitcom. There are 30 minute episodes. I think there's only seven episodes. And it is about this gender fluid millennial named Subby who straddles various different identities from a sexy bartender at an LGBTQ plus bar to the youngest child in a large Pakistani family. And I at first I just was like scrolling through it and I I was like, I don't know what this is. Let me just play it. And so I, I really got into it as I was watching, I really felt connected to the the main character, Subby. Uh, and it is Subby is like non-binary and they're gender fluid, very androgynous, and they are just navigating life. And I really just I, I love it because I feel like it's such a relatable show. Like Subby's in this relationship with this guy who is not all the way comfortable with his sexuality and is still dating women, but also dating Subby and you know Subby finds out that he is still dating his ex-girlfriend Subby's like I don't want nothing to do with you okay leave me alone and you know for me I definitely can relate to that in my life and my dating scenarios you know I've dated a couple of you mans that weren't necessarily really comfortable then there's also uh Subby in feeling like what else is next in my life um they want to move on to bigger and better things but also like they're scared also it is this relationship with their family they come from a large Pakistani family and they don't really look too well on the LGBTQ plus community and especially with Sebi being non-binary and dressing more feminine at times and their family doesn't necessarily understand they have a relationship with their sister they're also a nanny to this family and the family is a huge part of the show and the mom definitely does not like Sebi being a nanny. They feel like they came to America to give their children a better life and the mom feels like, why are you being a servant to another family? But it's just such a good, relatable show. There were so many aspects of this show that I didn't expect to get anything out of, but I was loving it. But what I'm not loving is after I got done the seven episodes, they only 30 minutes, finished it in a night. I'm like, okay, what's season? When when is season two coming out? And I didn't see whether or not it got renewed. I didn't see whether uh, it is there in production of season two. But I really hope that it is because I think that it's just such a relatable show. And I feel like for people that may not understand, people that transition, people that consider themselves binary people that use the pronouns they and them you might have a child you might have a student you might have a friend that is going through this process i feel like watching a show like this it really kind of humanizes the person and you really first of all you love sebi and you get to see the world from their perspective so listen i was i was loving it okay i might even go back and watch the episodes again because they were just so good it's on hbo max if you want to check it out if you do let me know what you think about it also you know yeah baby boy has been on the survivor news post season 41 
interviews and we just interviewed Danny McRae and we got that interview so you can go back and listen to the podcast or you can head over to my YouTube page Bryce Isaiah and watch the video baby Danny was an excellent person to interview I was a little nervous you know I'm like oh my god a pro athlete how he gonna take your baby boy but Danny was definitely amazing and it, it was a great interview also okay when this podcast comes out, it is February 1st, the first day of Black History Month. And listen, like the title says, it's more than a month. I love the fact that during this month, we really get to celebrate uh, our culture and heritage as being African-Americans and just being black in this country. And like the title says, it's more than a month. OK, Black History Month is 12 days out the year. And for me, Black History Month isn't just Black History Month. It's American history as well. It needs to be in the textbooks as it should be but listen that's another story for another day so I just want to take this time to celebrate Black History Month take this month to educate yourself educate your children educate your partner do some research do like you know really try to embrace this month other than putting up a tweet other than liking somebody's photo on Instagram that says celebrating Black History Month and do yourself a favor. Uh, we know about Harriet Tugman. We know about Dr. Martin Luther King. Guess what? There are so many other influential black people that have contributed so much to this country and to our culture. Go find out who they are. Go spread the word. Okay, that's your homework this week. Purple Pants Posse. I'm excited for this week's episode. I'm back again, giving you a recap of the latest episode of the HBO show Euphoria. You know, I got my girl Brooke Cam High in the building and we are breaking down episode five. It is the first week in February. So, you know, I had to call my friend Gangsta Gurry to give us our Purple Pants Premonitions of February we had advice with Bryce and we got Freak of the Week. But this month, we are doing Freak of the Week a little differently. I want to highlight some African-American inventors, some African-American entrepreneurs, and just some all-around african American, just some all-around dope blackness for Freak of the Week. So I'm excited for that. So listen, let's get into some church announcements. church announcements i just want to give a friendly reminder that this wednesday your baby boy will be in dc to support my girl aza as she has the house of chops watch party okay yes celebrity big brother is back this wednesday and we are going to be at proper 21 in dc get your tickets at aza's instagram and twitter the wonderful world of aza we're going to have some survivor people we're going to have some 
from Big Brother. We're going to have a good old time. So make sure you guys come out and support your girl, Aza. Your baby boy will be in the building. Okay. Also, over the weekend, we dropped some new Purple Pants podcast merch. You know, your baby boy is always wetting the whistle. So listen, wet your whistle in style. Okay. Head over to the Bryce Isaiah online store. You can click the link in my bio and my Instagram and my Twitter and get you some official Purple Pants podcast stemless wine glasses. Okay. Support your baby boy. Support this young black entrepreneur. Okay, as I'm trying to make it through this world. And last but not least, you know, I talked about it already, but I'm going to talk about it again and again and again. You know, we've got some postseason Survivor 41 interviews to hold you over until season 42. So listen, make sure you go back and listen to our Zaddy Xander interview, our Shan Stan podcast interview and the locker room with Danny McRae. Okay, on the podcast or over there on my my YouTube, Bryce Isaiah. Show your baby boy some love. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes. Oh, the meat and potatoes. Oh, it's the menu. It's a man who is a man you being potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a man you being potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. Euphoria, euphoria, euphoria. I literally just pressed stop on the show and I'm coming, ran into my room to record this episode so I give y'all the fresh take of this most recent episode of Euphoria. But before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to my girl, Arissa Cox, the host and executive producer of Canada Big Brother. If you don't know, she's a member of the Purple Pants Posse. And I talked about Euphoria last week and I really was just going to like, you know, just give y'all a take of the episodes that I watch and that's it. But listen, she slid into baby boy's DMs and said, baby boy, I love your euphoria content. Keep it coming. And I said, listen, Fresco. And she said, ooh, I love me some Fresco too. And Ashtray, that's my baby for real. But listen, Arissa, hands off of Fresco because listen, he mine, okay? He mine. But a huge shout out to Arissa Cox. I appreciate the love and support. Now listen, let's get into Euphoria. So I got to just let y'all know now that this episode put me in my feelings for a number of different reasons. I felt like every major storyline of this episode, I had a reaction to. I could relate to it in some sort of weird type of way. Now, I ain't going to tell you how I can relate to it, but the major storylines of this week's episode is Rue, Jules, and Elliot. Then there's Cassie, Maddie, and Nate. And then there's just Nate's daddy by himself. And so I'm going to lead with Nate's daddy by himself. Now, y'all know I was telling y'all last week Nate's daddy was on the hunt for who beat up Nate. He then went to Fresco and, you know, Ashtray had to handle that business. However, Fresco made him aware that he didn't know what Nate, Nate daddy's was talking about. OK, he had no tape. He didn't know nothing. Fresco let him know that, like, I don't know what tape you're looking for. I do know that your son Nate was obsessed with him and what I need for you to do is leave Rue and Jules alone. 
Okay. So Nate's daddy, this episode got a bandage over his head. Cause listen, y'all know Ashtray put that womp, womp, bomp all up on him. So we see Nate's daddy this episode and it looked like he'd been wetting his whistle. Now, I don't know if he'd been wetting his whistle to the Purple Pants podcast wine glasses that are available, but he's been wetting his whistle and he's got bandages around his head. And Nate is getting ready to go to Maddie's birthday party. And Nate's daddy is just downstairs now. Also, I need to describe to you the way that Ashtray put a little womp, womp, bump on Nate's daddy. He got bandages around his head the whole episode. Don't play with, don't play with Ashtray. So Nate's daddy is drinking. He's telling Nate he's going for a a drive date is like buckle up so nate's daddy is just he it looks like he's in the garage and he pulls the cover over uh the drop top jeep which gives us to believe that he probably hasn't driven the jeep in a long time and that like the jeep maybe makes him feel young so he pulls the cover off the jeep and he's driving and he's like going down these windy roads playing in and out of traffic now what i am saying this whole episode is like it's the white privilege for me because child let me be swerving in and out of these lanes in the city of philadelphia whoop whoop the police will pull up on me more than a second but nate daddy is just wrong in and out the lanes and he ends up going to the bar that I was telling y'all about last week when we got the backstory of Nate's daddy okay how many times I'm going to say it this episode I don't know but you just be prepared that Nate's daddy okay uh Nate's daddy (laughs) Nate's dad and his best friend who became his first lover they went to this gay bar 25 years ago and that's where drunken nate's daddy went and he goes into the bar the patrons of the bar looking at him like he crazy because he looked crazy with all of the bandages wrapped around his head but he's just kind of sort of having flashbacks of his best friend slash lover he's dancing uh with a young man who he is visualizing that is you know the best friend's lover and you know he's like you want to wrestle because i guess that's what they used to do and the bar security is like sir you cannot do this get out get out of here get out of here so they kick him out he is banging on the walls he's feeling some type of way he's just all over the place he drives home and baby like i said euphoria every episode they love to show us a penis and i'm not complaining he comes home and he just starts peeing in the middle of the foyer and the wife comes out and she's like what are you doing then i don't know if it's me but i forgot that nate had a younger uh, well i would assume an older brother uh i forgot they had a brother the brother comes out nate comes out and the daddy just confesses that like he's tired he likes to have intercourse with men women trans he's a pig all of this stuff and everyone's like the nate's brother's like why are you saying this in front of mom and nate daddy is like you're a hypocrite because if i said i banged women in front of your mom it wouldn't be an issue now mind you i'm like ooh, is nate daddy about to spill it to you on nate in front of everybody but he doesn't 
So the mom is just like, I'm going to bed. And the son is just looking there. And Nate's daddy is like, I've seen the type of porn that you looked at. Your mother showed me. Don't you look at me like I'm crazy. Like, you know, you're disgusting too. And then he's like, Nate, I don't even know you. So, and he takes a photo off the wall. Then he tells the boys, I left you with a piece of me, which is the urine that he left on the floor. And then he leaves. So that's Nate daddy. So now I was like, what, what is going on? So now let's pivot to Cassie, Maddie, and Nate. Now, in this storyline, I am, I will have to admit that the empathy that I have is with Cassie a little bit. Now, I know I feel like now you shouldn't have no empathy because she over here sleeping with her best friend, ex-boyfriend, current boyfriend, current abuser, whatever. But there is something, and I'm just being honest, there is something that I just relate to the Cassie essence. And I just feel like maybe there have been a time or two in my life that I have, I wouldn't say date, but I have had experiences with gentlemen that are not available. And I may have in my younger days been okay with the fact that they were not available. However, it doesn't change the fact that like, then you develop feelings. So, you know, listen, that was, I'm on a road to a better price and this is a judge free podcast. So I don't need nobody judging me. I'm just telling y'all how I feel. So I relate to Cassie a little bit. So Cassie and Nate is still on a little Friday things. And Cassie is just like, uh, now you back together with Maddie and Nate's like I'm not I'm not back together with Maddie and Cassie is just like well you should know that you think Maddie is crazy well I'm crazier and you need to stop playing with fire and Nate's like oh is, is, is that a threat that's blackmail and Cassie's like it's not blackmail it's whatever you want it to be but you shouldn't play with fire then we've got Cassie throwing Maddie a birthday party. Now, also, y'all know me. I'm a social worker, you know, child welfare. And Maddie and Lexi's mom is having these high school students at her house drinking alcohol. Where is the popo? Okay, because that's illegal anyway. So they're throwing Maddie a birthday party and Cassie is getting litty. Liddy, 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 Liddy. And, you know, other people can notice it. Clearly, she is in her feelings. She just had this whole run in with Nate. Nate is in a relationship with Maddie, working on a relationship with Maddie. We don't know. Now, the scene that I was telling y'all when Nate and his daddy was talking and Nate told his daddy to put a seatbelt on. Nate was wrapping a gift for Maddie. Nate shows up to the birthday party. Who answers the door? Cassie drinking a beer. And she just can't help herself. Like she knows it's wrong, but she's still in love with Nate. And the way that Nate acts, oh child, he act like some of the mm, that I know. Okay, because when they see him in public, when they see you around other people, they act like they don't know you. So that's why I just feel like I relate to Cassie so much. Cause like uh Cassie opens the door and she's like, hi. And Nate's like, is Maddie here? Like, ooh, stop playing in my face. So He's here for Maddie. He gives Maddie a, a Tiffany chain. 
uh, Cassie and Lexi's mom is out there twerking, just doing whatever. Uh, Cassie feels some type of way. She goes upstairs. She puts on a little, she puts on a little bikini or a little Beyonce freakum dress. Comes downstairs. Everybody looking at her like, "Girl, what is you doing?" Clearly trying to get Nate attention. Goes to the hot tub. The mom come out like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm just, I'm, I'm just waiting for the hot tub to warm up." Then she goes into another room, starts just wilding out, dancing. Everyone gets in the hot tub. Nate. Maddie, their other friends. And so then Cassie comes and joins them drunk as boots. And, you know, Maddie and Nate start going back and forth uh, because, like, you know, they're like, are we together? Are we not together? And clearly Cassie feels some type of way. She ends up throwing up in the pool, but she throws up at the time of where Nate is like, I'm not saying we're not together or we're not going to be together. Then Cassie throws up and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry, baby. I'm such a bad friend. I didn't mean to ruin your birthday party. I didn't mean to ruin your birthday party. But we all know that that is really her kind of sort of confessing to Maddie that like I've been sleeping with your boyfriend, but it's really in the moment confessing to her throwing up on her. So that's that. And then, whoo, let me get to the Jules, Rue, and Elliot storyline. Now, I told y'all last episode about the first episode of season two of Euphoria, where they were all at the party, you know, when Cassie was in the bathtub, you know, after she done hooked up with Nate, while Maddie was in there talking to some other football player. Rue met Elliot. They kind of sort of like got high together. Rue almost overdosed, but she did not. She met Elliot. Elliot became like this friend and not for nothing. Elliot is kind of cute. So we see last episode where kind of Rue introduces Jules to Elliot and they're all kind of like this like threesome. They're like, you know, this triplets. They're all hanging out. They're all being friendly. However, the way my eyes work, I'm like, you know what? Elliot seems to be very open on his sexuality spectrum. Uh, He doesn't consider himself straight. He doesn't consider himself gay. He's just like going with the flow. And I am mad at that. Listen, it's 2022 or whenever y'all filmed Euphoria, it is what it is. However, I do feel some type of way because I sense the flirtation between Jules and Elliot. And here is my thing. Like at the end of the day, Rue might be Rue. But I ain't trying to like, I ain't trying to support nobody cheating on my baby Rue. At the same time, I also feel like I want Jules to live her best life. And, you know, last episode, Elliot and Jules really had this kind of like come to Jesus moment where Elliot was like, I kind of sort of see you for who you are. You are freak of the week in but so many ways that like you've experienced and you like to experience different people and that's you know whether I relate to that or not I'm not speaking on it but you know he kind of sort of just spoke to seeing Jules so this episode we see them hanging out at Elliot's house what I want to know is where is Elliot's parents because we don't ever see him but it seemed like Elliot is a grown man but we know that he in high school anyway episode starts off with Elliot and Jules kind of sort of having a moment where Jules is explaining to Elliot that her and Jules were having an intimate moment and she was trying to make Jules climax 
Oh no, I'm lying. Jules was trying to make Rue climax and she felt as though Rue faked the climax. And we know from watching the episode that Jules, not Jules, but Rue was high as kite. And Rue like, I can't feel anything. She could have been sucking on my ankle and that's just, you know, I couldn't feel anything. So the fact that Rue is hiding to Jules that she's still using and is not sober is, you know, it's everything. Because like, you know, here is Jules trying to like, you know, please Rue and feeling that Rue is not attracted to her or Rue is not enough for her when really Rue thinks the world of Jules, but she's just too high on heroin or the Percocets or the amphetamine or whatever that Rue is on. So Jules is confiding in Elliot that like, you know, I'm was trying to make Rue climax and it didn't work. And then that kind of sort of led to this little sexual, sexual healing between Jules and Elliot, which I did not like. I will be honest, but I also was not mad. I'll be honest. And in the heat of the moment, Rue texts Elliot. I'm at the door. And Rue, Jules, and Elliot have, you know, a little fun night. True for dare. You know, true for dare leaves the little kissy kissy. Rue and Elliot start kissing. They're like, oh, are we making you jealous? And then Jules is like, Elliot, kiss my belly button. Or does that make you jealous, Rue? And then Elliot's like, well, if we're going to keep playing these games, let's get some beer. So then Chad, they drive to some convenience store, still beer. First of all, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what city are they in? Because it's not Philadelphia. Okay, because in Philadelphia... Child, you, you can't go to no corner store and still no beer. So they are driving back after they stole beer. And it doesn't even look like beer. It looks like White Claws. Like, y'all stole White Claws? Child, let me, let me, let me show y'all what y'all need to have gotten. Anyway, on the drive back, um, Rue is drinking some of the White Claw. And Elliot, while he's driving, is kind of like, sneaking back to Rue saying Rue like you can't be on that stuff and drinking now also while Rue Jules and Elliot were hanging out Rue was like I have to go to the bathroom she went to the bathroom and Jules and Elliot started kissing then Rue came back from the bathroom and was like I'm back then Elliot was like let me go to the bathroom when Elliot went to the bathroom there was like a red cup on the counter and clearly they must have discussed this because there was like a line I don't something for him to snort now he didn't snort it because I also feel like that was Elliot kind of being like oh I don't want to be high I want to kind of sort of almost take advantage of this situation so he did not do whatever the the drug that was in the bathroom which leads them to be driving back from the corner store in which where they stole the liquor and he's like telling Rue like you shouldn't be drinking on that stuff then Jules sees Rue drinking and it's like you're drinking you can't be drinking now here is the issue that I have y'all just all went to the store to go get liquor Okay, Jules, you know that Rue is an addict. So what y'all thought y'all was going to steal liquor and just you and Elliot was going to drink and Rue was just going to be chilling. And so once Jules started getting on Rue, Rue was like, I I don't, I'm good. Take me home. Take me home. 
And Jules was like, why? And Rue was like, you get on my nerves. Now, clearly, we know Rue doesn't mean that because we know as the viewers that like Jules means the world to Rue. So she asked Elliot to take her home. Well, not even take her home to pull over. And they pull over, let Rue out. Rue goes to her home. She climbs in the window because clearly she has snuck out and she's in her room and she pulls out the suitcase and we know about the suitcase from last week that she didn't went to the drug dealers okay that she got had to get naked with fresco okay we even see fresco this week and you know i'm confused because like somebody banging that fresco door and i was like i couldn't remember like did fresco and ashtray kill someone last week child i had to call my friend sarah i had to call Lamont. i had to call my friend chelsea and all of them are like i don't think so so i can't even give you the fresco tea this week because i don't even know but jules pulls out the suitcase of drugs and she gets high and you know she kind of goes to church and we don't know whether or not it's a funeral uh but you know we know that i feel like she sees her dad and she's like i'm just not a good person and so in this church scene of rue in church possibly hugging her father possibly at a funeral we get that at rue's core she doesn't want to be this addict like you know she know like she, we just get the sense of like remorse from her and that's how the episode ends but also after Jules and Elliot drop Rue off they go back to Elliot's house where his parents at I don't know cause child bar wouldn't allow people to be sleeping at my house like this anyway Jules takes a shower and her and Elliot are about to get intimate Elliot reveals to her that he gets high with Rue and that Rue is not sober and so Jules kind of runs out of the room but as the episode ends we see kind of Jules sitting on the bed nude and we believe that it's Elliot that shuts the dough now I know y'all is like oh baby boy that's a lot listen I literally just got done watching the episode and I ran into my podcast room to record this because I was like I gotta bring it to the posse giving it to you hot raw and real time so if you have not been interested or tantalized in these recaps okay i don't i don't know what's wrong with you but listen euphoria hbo sunday night 9 p.m and listen if, if you haven't even started season two you can go back and watch season one and catch up on it because listen it's good i literally am in my feelings this episode really brought out some random feelings that i was like oh i i know i felt that way in a long time but listen it's euphoria let me know what you thought of your baby boys recap because listen i was just spitting it to you okay now let's keep this menu rolling let's keep it rolling america we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keep, 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 keeping it rolling.
And we are back this week covering another episode, episode five of The Amazing Race. And of course, I had to bring my boo-boo back, which is the Brooke to the Cam High, the winner of season 29, Amazing Race. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Bryce. How you doing? I am, well, I'm a little, Chad, I got a lot to say about this episode. Okay, okay. I like that. I like when you're chatty. I don't like doing all the talking. <laughs> yes. Um, and yes, yeah, shout out to our our listeners on Twitter. Uh, we Somebody tweeted us and said, I love when Brooke is on. She's so knowledgeable about the Amazing Race. She better be knowledgeable. She won. Bryce, this made me feel so good. Honestly, I don't know if people like fast forward through my part. I'm not sure. But... This message, I loved it. I felt so like seen and it just made me so happy. So yeah, shout out course. to the tweeters. Yes, we love the Brookie Poo. But yeah, a lot. Ha- well, I mean, I thought this was a really good episode. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, well, first of all, you know, shout out to Kathleen in quarantine. I think that's the one that uh, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. never miss an episode of the Purple Pants podcast. Love when you're on. You're so knowledgeable and well spoken about Tar. I miss the season. Do you know if it's somewhere I could watch it online? Are past Tar seasons out there like Survivor? And I think that you answer, and I think you said that they're on. I think they're on Hulu. They were on Amazon Prime. I think they were taken off Amazon. I think they're on Hulu. At least some of them are. Um, I hope you find it. Yes. I have the DVDs. If you need it, you, you reach out. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, and th- I feel like this episode, we got to see the Travelocity Gnome. I don't feel uh, like we saw the Travelocity Gnome last, last season. Um, there's always an episode once a season where you're traveling around with the Travelocity gnome. I had Travelocity sent me one. It's like 14 inches tall. He sits oh my on my God. bookshelf. I love him. I was I so excited think- to get to the episode with a gnome in my season. I don't remember. They must have last season. I just don't remember what it was. I don't remember seeing the gnome at your house. Yeah, he's on my bookshelf. I'll send you a picture when we're done. Yeah, he's on my like, bookshelf. Because I can picture your house. And um, but I, I don't think I saw a child. If I would have saw the gnome, I would have been I would have been rubbing his belly. Oh, you but. know what? I don't know. I must no. He must have been here already. I have like a like a, a map of the world of where we went on a book. Yeah, I saw the, that. The gnome I, is right I, next to it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I did see, it and I ain't really like give the gnome the gnome gnome attention. Yeah, I don't know if you were as big an Amazing Race fan at that point. So maybe you just weren't. You know, it didn't register. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, my pop, my my bad to the tar. <laughs> But yes, let's get into this episode Okay I think Spicy Brycey is gonna have to come on out Oh, it's okay a couple people who I gotta cuss oh, yeah. today I've, I I bet I can guess who they are um, Okay, so leg five, we're staying in Switzerland At this point it is what it is I mean, we're nearly halfway there and there's no language barrier So I'm gonna need to get over it This is something I need to work out with myself um, That this whole race is in English and I need to just face facts. Like, maybe I'll get lucky, and since they're staying in Europe, we'll get some German or French. Maybe I can practice my French while I watch and skip Duolingo that day. I don't know. Maybe next time, but not today, because they're staying in Switzerland, so it's all in English, and I'm over it. I'm letting it go. I'm going to focus on the fact that I thought this was a great episode. Yeah. It felt so old school to me, like back to basics with self-driving and lead changes and teams who are overconfident and cocky when they should mm-hmm. not have been. And underdogs rising in the ranks with some yes. old school basic mistakes and fears being over. Like, I love it. Let's discuss it. I'm excited. 
I'm going to counteract your spicy pricey because yes. I really thought this was no, a good I, one. I thought this episode was great, though. I, I too, felt like, now, you know, I ain't watched all right. of the old seasons, <laughs> but I definitely got amazing rates from this episode. Yes. It was definitely, shout out and caught myself crying. Yes. For, like, people I didn't think I'd be crying for, but I, oh, like. great. My favorites have changed. I oh, feel my, like my, my allegiances have changed. changed. Yes. My uh, winner pick has yes. definitely changed. But we could get that. We'll get to that after our recap. But yeah, okay, so boom. They, we off to the races. Yes. So they're in Switzerland. Six teams start the new leg um, in a new way. So this is different. So for the remainder of the season, teams will be leaving in groups based upon where they finished the previous leg. This has not been done before. I don't totally understand why. I don't love it. I mean... It, this is not an old school thing. It's like the second and fourth place teams and the last place team are getting an automatic advantage because they're leaving with the team in front of them. I'd be kind of pissed if I was team one, three, or five. I'm not, I don't get it. It doesn't seem to be for COVID reasons because there weren't like different flights or anything, but it is what it is. And I'm happy to watch them racing. So again, I'm staying positive. So I wonder if they're doing that because uh, Dustin and Ryan are such like the leaders that it might. Um, Give somebody an, a little bit more of an edge so it makes it maybe. a little bit more competitive. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know the reason behind it. <laughs> I think I will say at the end of the episode, the way they're leaving next week, I, I like it better. Um, but so for group one, we have Ryan and Dusty and Kim and Penn. Um, Ryan and Dusty, I'm assuming, love this because they love to work with another team. And so they all head out together. They decide to follow each other 15 minutes before the next group, and that's 15 minutes before the third group. So they have a half-hour lead on teams five and six. They are self-driving to the roadblock. The first clue is a roadblock, and it says, who wants to get down with the Travelocity Roaming Gnome? So everybody assumes get down means to dance, and I'm laughing my butt off because it's obvious to me that it's some sort of heights challenge or jumping challenge or something and it's a 722 foot bungee the highest in europe at the mm, vikashka i can't pronounce it dam and kim agrees to dance with the gnome and has two and a half hours in the car to freak out about jumping and i think this is the only one that's the only one that's larger than this is in china and it's like 760 some odd feet so they're driving into the south of the Alps where they speak Italian, so I start to get a little excited that maybe there will be a little bit of a language barrier. I mean, there wasn't really, but I'm, I'm excited anyway. So that's how it starts. That's, let, that's group one. They drive together. They're working together. And then in group two, we have Kayla and Raquel. Um, Kayla says she'll do it. These two are... I, I still like them, but I think they're getting a little big for their britches. They were very, very high on themselves, which is good. Very. you got to be confident in yourself. But the, the way that they were talking about how great they are, there was just like a little bit of laughter that they were they fell so far behind. But um, it was um, who was driving? Was it Kayla? It was Raquel and Kayla Raquel. was navigating. Yes. It was so funny because it was like right while Raquel was being so overconfident, it was like her leg up. Like you could see her yes. leg up driving yes. just so like, yeah, we're like doing so good. Like, you know, uh, I feel bad for Lulu and Lala. Like, you know, that we, we left out before them, but like we're just such a good duo. And then uh, Kayla in the back looking at the map like, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and I loved, and mind you, I was like, ooh, Brooke going to say foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I loved Lulu and Lala in the sense Love. that while they 
they were driving, they were like, we feel like we underestimate ourselves. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all, y'all really do. Like, and again, like I said this on the first time we started recording for this season. I said, when they get the break, y'all better train up and come back stronger. And I truly believe that Lulu and Lala trained up and they are not the Lulu and Lala that we saw the first two episodes. I could not agree with you more. They were calmer. They weren't bickering. They have like a new sense of zen about them. And just the way they're communicating and the way they are believing in themselves that I don't think they did at the beginning is so heartening to me. And I am a huge, they're my new sleeper favorite. I yes, think they're yes. fantastic. I am so into them. And the fact that they took the direct route when Kaylin Raquel took the scenic route mm-hmm. and they, they jumped up in, in the rankings and I was very, very excited and I hope to see a whole lot more of them because at the beginning I was kind of like, eh, you know, I like them, but they're, they're not my pick. You know what? Right. They're my pick now. They're my Big pick fan. too. I mm-hmm. was like, I, I was like, it's it, like they're my pick too. And uh, oh my god, and they, yes. And listen, I know uh, their grandmom is mm-hmm. probably the driving force that is keeping them calm. Uh, but yeah, they literally are my pick to win now because I just feel like they deserve it uh, from what we've seen so far. So yes, 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 yes. Now get now. Who was who was the last? <laughs> wait, who was? I don't the know last? if they'll. I'm gonna say I don't know if they'll win. But I really hope they make it to the end because I really like their transformation. And, and I, I, I'm very into them. Okay, so sorry. So group three, we have Akbar and Sherry. And let me just say this to start. Sherry, you're a hero. Mm. Sherry, you're a badass. Yeah. Sherry is a goddess. Like, I don't know if she's listening, but if she's listening, you have a fan for life in you. Yes. She yep. has to do this roadblock because Akbar is too big. He doesn't seem... That too, big to right, me, but, but I also think he's really, really tall. So I mm-hmm. think that it could be his height and his weight proportion. Mm-hmm. But also interesting. Last episode, we talked about this, and you were like, "There are some, <laughs> um, there's some roadblocks or some challenges that, like in the card, they will say that you can't do." And look, look at you foreshadowing. Uh, I didn't even know. But it's yeah. like Kathleen in quarantine said, "I'm knowledgeable." I'm just kidding. <laughs> Girl. I can't. I can't. I love her. Uh, and then we have Natalia and Arun. And honestly, I don't want to say I'm over them. Like, mm. I was very into them. But the way that my favorites have shifted so much, like, one of the guys on my season joked around and he said, like, he had a horseshoe up his butt because they kept getting non-eliminated and they just kept getting so many lucky breaks. These two have a horseshoe. Mm. Like, I, I don't, mm. I don't, I'm Here's sort of, my- I'm sort of over it. I still love Arun. I love a father-daughter, but. So do I. I. I- I love a father daughter and I love um is it Natalia or Natalie? Yeah. Natalia. I love them, but I'm over them too. Yeah. Um because they get lost again. Brace, they can't even find their car. Like, Forget I, getting I, lost. They cannot find their car. I'm like, press the button. And again, yeah. my issue, okay, the first cuss out of the episode, spicy and welcome to the podcast, spicy brassy. Oh, good to have you. Here is what I'm gonna say, okay? If it's not working, fix it. If it's working, keep it. Now, this is what I was also thinking because then I thought about Raquel and Kayla where they were like, we've realized that Kayla is a better navigator. So we're going to go with like, you know, Kayla in the back navigating. So I'm not going to put all of the blame on Pop Pop a room because I feel like could it be the navigational system, which is... 
Natalia? Or is it a room who is just not listening? And my thing is, Natalia, you need to start yelling at, like, not yelling at your dad, but you need to start being more assertive. And And Arun, you need to open your eyes. Yeah, she's getting town names mixed up. She tries to speak up, but I'm just... you know, you had your run. You had your run again. You, you, mm, and okay. listen, switch it up. Let Natalia drive. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. I mean, I, you have to imagine that the older gentleman has more experience reading maps than a millennial. Well, so, right. I don't know. Okay. And I feel like Natalia will put the foot to the, the pedal to the metal. A rule driving like a pop pop. Agree. I agree. I'm just like, I'm over y'all. And then it's like, oh, did you say the town wrong? I'm like, Natalia, you the navigator. You like, uh, I listen, <laughs> I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I was like, what is going on here? Two hours behind? Yeah. The Child, <laughs> where is Moe? I know. They probably would have showed up first. Who? All right. And Mo would have had to do the roadblock because Mike would have been too big. Um, anyway, Natalia says she'll do this roadblock, and so now we'll, or can we move, we'll move on? We're good. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I don't want to get yelled at again. So, <laughs> so we get to the roadblock. Every season we talked about, there's a travelocity roaming gnome. So Kim and Penn and. Ryan and Dusty, they rock, paper, scissor for who gets to go first. First of all, I ain't rock, paper, scissor first nothing. Okay, I'm grabbing the key and I'm going. I kind of thought maybe Kim did it because she didn't really want to go first. She wanted to make sure that somebody else didn't die. That's what I was thinking. But I'm thinking like, listen, no, like ain't no rock, paper, scissor shoot. Like, listen, I'm taking the key. We could we could negotiate later. You could be mad later. Yeah, I wonder if she had. So Dusty wins and he goes first. I wonder if she had won, if she would have been like, no, no, you go first. I don't know. Right. He does great. He screams his face off. He seems to love it. Like, he's having a blast. Kim does surprisingly well. She, well, why, she doesn't I, make a sound. She was, like, so just like a little mouse. And then Penn starts to cry. And, and oh I start to cry. I started crying, too. But, mind you, I didn't even know Penn was crying. Because, mind you, when they were doing the dive, I was standing up in my living room um, <laughs> and, like, holding my hands out like I was about to dive. And then, like, <laughs> what? then I got nervous because, well, then, well, okay, I was standing on my couch because I wanted a little, like, level <laughs> below me. And then I got nervous when they were, like, saying, like, you just dive face first. And I'm not the best diver. So I'm like, oh, my God, would I be able to, like, I, I would probably need them to just, like, push me. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god! Like a child, I would have, I would have been screaming, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson, the whole way down. <laughs> I bungee jumped once, and I had them push me. I got to the end, and I was like, you know what? Just throw me off. Yes, yeah. Ooh, child, my heart is starting to beat. So she did so great. He starts crying because he's picturing what his life would be like without her. Like, are you kidding? It's so cute. And honestly, I, they're my pick I, to win. Like, I, I think if my final three were Lulu and Lala and them and I mean, it'll probably be Dusty and Ryan. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be the flight attendants. I don't know. But if those two are in it, I think I would be really, really happy because I'm a fan. So then anyway, Lala goes. And she's like, I feel like this is loose. I think my leg is loose. And the guy's like, no, it's okay. It can be loose. I would be like, no. No, tighten that thing Mm -mm. up. Cut Cut my circulation off. Yes, exactly. So she's like, I would be like, don't miss any buttons. Can you triple check this? Let's make sure nothing's loose. She does great. And then Mm. Sherry, you're a hero. You're a badass. You're a goddess. She just, this is such a kind instructor talks her through this. 
Well, Akbar talks about how scary it is. Like, talk uh, your yeah, wife yeah. up. Like, uh, like again, this. Oh, Here, uh, ooh. I knew it. I knew you back. Welcome this, back. This was my issue. So the first time. When Sherry had to do the hike thing and she went slow and Akbar was talking all that trash. And then, like I said, when she got back, it wasn't even a warm embrace. Okay. It was like, Ugh. so then we know Sherry's scared of heights. Sherry, like, you know, Sherry, like, oh my God. And Akbar is over there looking at the thing like, oh, oh, that's a lot. Oh, that, like, I'm like, hello, compassion. Like, right. where, like, where are we at? I, like, I, I wanted I, more from him for her. And he does. You know what's interesting about him? He talks to the camera a lot about, like, I can't complain because she jumped. She did what I couldn't do. Tell her. Yeah. Tell her how great she did. And, it's, and gi- mm, mm-hmm. it's, it's giving those interviews are clearly after. And he thinks about it. He's like, ooh, I don't want to come up too bad. But no. we Like, now, mind you, I still like Akbar. But no. Yes, you same. you getting cussed out, sir. Like, like what what's the problem here? Uh... Yeah, I still, I feel the same way. I still like him a lot. I still like them. I think they're a great couple. She is a badass. She never says I'm not doing it. She like just psychs, she's psyching herself up because somebody's got it. And she just, she nailed it. Mm-hmm. She didn't even like, it was even Kim who they said one, two, three, and she didn't, she didn't move. Like Sherry mm-hmm. just did it. Yeah. And she nailed it. And she, I'm, I, I cannot say enough good things about her because bungee jumping is hella scary. I actually prefer to jump out of a plane over bungee oh. jumping. I don't like that you can see the ground and you're like, mm, it's coming at my face. So she did fantastically. And then Kayla shows up and, and Raquel and they realize they're fifth when they thought they were first. And their cockiness starts to go away, which I am happy about because it was a lot to listen to for mm. me anyway. Mm. Um, and then Kayla jumps and she's got some lungs on her. Woo! I thought for the first couple jumpers that you just couldn't hear their scream, but they just weren't making a lot of noise. Kayla just belts it out. There was a lot coming from her, but she did great. And then they, she said, I had to go quickly. We've got ground to make up. And then at some point, I don't know, a week later, Natalia and Arun show up. And she swan dives like a gazelle. She was excited. She was very graceful. And, you know, they're last again. I don't even know if there's anything else to say about them. They get lost on their way to the next thing, obviously. Oh, cha, 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 cha. I know. My, my tone on them has changed, and I feel badly. But I feel like we gave them so many chances. Listen. Like we, oof, we were listen, listen, listen. I am still hoping that... You know, their challenge will where they are able to excel at. We get to see it uh, because I'm just tired of them being just like, oh, we're last in place. And like, you know, like, no, child, we got to switch something up. Yeah, I don't know what they're particularly I don't want I don't want to say I don't know what they're particularly good at. I'm sure they have something. But, you, you know, like usually there's like. You can tell Dusty and Ryan are into, like, the strength, feats of strength. And Kim and Penn are really good at the dancing. I don't know what their skill is yet, cause, but we haven't seen it. So hopefully coming up we'll see something. Maybe they're good at languages because they've only been in English countries. Maybe they'll excel when they go somewhere else. So they have to take their gnomes, and they have to drive to this lakefront town of Lugano, which Arun thinks is Lozano, and they have to search the lakefront for their next clue. So Dusty and Ryan get there first. Lulu and Lala get their second, yes. which I am a fan of. And Kim and Penn get... Oh, Lulu and Lala are... Just, they, they nailed it. The self-drives, the jumping... Okay, anyway. Kim and Penn get their third. Akbar and Sherry, Kayla and Raquel, Natalia and Arun drive an hour the wrong way. Mm, they mm, should mm, just mm. figure out which way to go and then go the opposite way. They have never once gone the right way. It's <laughs> probably an exaggeration, but you get my point. It's, it's too much. It's too much. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So the detour is bartender race or sausage in case, I think it's called. So I, for bar... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I definitely... Yeah, I was going to ask pro- what you were going to do. The sausage. Really? Well, I'm always going for the sausage. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I, well, yeah, right I, into it. Yeah, I just think uh, I don't know. I just feel like the race would have been. I, I just felt at, from looking at it, it seemed like the sausage one was easier. Anyway. So much easier. I would have done it in a heartbeat. I'm surprised you wouldn't have done the stairs because you're very athletic, and I just feel like that's something that you would have been very good at. But I, the sausage one was definitely easier and definitely faster. But for anyone who didn't see it, in bartender race, you had to carry 12 bags of chestnuts and 12 bottles of wine up. Some like 460 stairs to get to a cocktail party and get a clue from the head bartender. So, and then in the sausage one, you had to make nine feet of sausage, cut into four sausage, like roll up spirals. But you didn't even have to make the sausage. You got the filling. And so I don't know why everybody didn't do that one. Because I think it said wine in it. So I think people was like, oh, we get to drink. Yeah, well, you can't think about it like that. So um, my question is this. Why are you carrying your backpack up and down those stairs? So uh, that and that's the good and listen. And I, I thought the same thing, but I also thought if you are carrying your backpacks, why don't you go get the wine and put the wine in your backpack too? Well, I'll tell you this. I said the same thing, but one of the producers mentioned on Twitter that they couldn't empty their backpacks and carry stuff in their backpacks, which I believe because I know that was a rule previously. However, if you, if you, and I don't know about people wanting to leave their backpacks, but if you don't want to leave it at the bottom, leave it at the party. Oh, it's that- being videoed. Like, no one's going to take it. I was disappointed in almost all the teams. When you're on The Amazing Race, prepare. Prepare in ways that might help you for just this reason. Take stairs. I One of the things that I did that was very helpful is I had this big square scarf in case I needed to drag things or carry things. Mm. And in Vietnam, we had to carry these three huge mannequins and like many, 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 many blocks in a hundred plus degree heat and not break any of the arms or the hands or the head. So I whip out my scarf and I pile all of the extremities into the scarf and I use it like a sack and I carried it over my shoulder most most of the way that way. Now, we still had to carry three huge mannequin bodies and it was damn near impossible and we had our biggest on-screen fight, but... The sack helps. So I don't I don't know what was in everybody's bag. So even if you couldn't use your backpack, I, I would guess because it was at least allowed on previous seasons that you could have used something from your backpack. Right. To and carry at least if you can get the wine up in a sack or at least all the chestnuts in one one stretch. Right. Anyway, and, if you're going on the amazing race, bring yourself a huge scarf to use as a sack. That's my PSA. That's that's all and I can say. Think resourceful. I was disappointed that Ryan and Dusty only carried three of the acorns up yeah. at a time. I'm like, y'all tripping. Yeah, that was silly. Especially because they didn't like count to see how many were in each like cone. Like you could have just there was right. no reason to keep them like that. You just repile them in at the top. And right, Chad, I, I, you could have dropped a couple of acorns along the way. I would have been carrying all of them up. Yes. Um, and I also think it was funny that I think it was Dustin was just like, you know, we're athletic, so like this is like our challenge. They're the and only then, one that did it in four tries. Right. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else was like, listen, we won't care. Okay. But nevertheless, they did kill it. Uh, and they were first. And Lulu and Lala, child, they went to go make the sausage. I mean, first of all, they're on their way to the sausage, and they start about coming back to Switzerland to shop at Louis Vuitton yes. with their winnings. And I want them to get their winnings. 
Lala's flirting with the the butchers, uh, listen, he, like he she's right. loving all the handsome men in Switzerland. So I, I just I, they're they're tugging at my heartstrings. There, I think they're my new favorites. I also thought the head bartender at the top of the party. I thought he, yeah, I he thought he might have had a little a thing for Dustin or Ryan. Or the way he was like <laughs> looking at them, I said, ooh. <laughs> so for the bartender side, you have Dusty and Ryan who do it in four trips. Um, they're huffing their puffing the way to the top. I think every, I mean, if they're huffing and puffing, everyone's going to suffer. Like Ryan's calves are bowling balls. So if everyone else is going to be struggling, but everyone else did it in three trips. So Kim and Penn do all their chestnuts in one trip because they're smart and they trained on stairs with kettlebells and weight vests and good for them. That's what you do. They deserve to go to the end because they did not waste their time off. And I approve of that. And then you have Akbar and Sherry. And when they chose bartender race, Sherry, you're a goddess. When they chose bartender race, my stomach sort of sunk for them because I really think they should have done the other side. But I remain hopeful because Sherry is a badass. So, but, but Sherry has a jacket around her waist. Use your jacket as a sack. What are we doing? Use what you have. This to is get my what you want. Caliente Camay is here. Exactly. To get what you want. Use what you have to make your life a little bit easier. And I just don't understand why they didn't do that. Right. But I sympathize with Sherry. Like, she talks like I do. She gets down on herself a little bit, but then she, like, her, her inner monologue is outer, sort of like mine. So she's talking herself up and through everything. And Akbar was a bit hard on her mm. at this point. Just an hour after he said, you know, I can't be hard. I can't say anything. She's, you know, nailing all these heights things. I got to just be positive. And that lasted for all of 12 seconds. And they're back to their old ways. But, you know, so, right. I'm not judging. And the one thing that I liked about Sherry is her can-do attitude. She's like, well, let's yes. take all the wine up. Even if, like, you know, and Akbar's like, we can't do Like, how about you support your teammate? Like, it, like, how about you support her instead of being like, oh, no, we can't do that. So then they go back, and then they're going up the steps, and Sherry needs a couple of seconds to catch her breath. He's like, come on. It's a race. Come on. I'm like, and, and in my mind, I'm like, excuse me, Akbar. Tell me what you have done. Right. I'm with you. And at least take the wine to the bottom of the stairs. If you can't get it all the way up, that no, that was smart. I ain't think that. But could another team been like, ooh, four bottles here? Probably, like, but I don't think any team would have done it. I think they would have thought they would have gotten in trouble for not taking the wine from the designated spot because there are little rules. Um, and you know what? If another team took it, then you'll have to go back. But if another team didn't take it, your wine is already there or partway there right. or whatever. But so that's that side. And on the sausage side, we have Lulu and Lala loving them. Kayla and Raquel, who for the first time are not super positive. Kayla's like vomiting in her mouth because she hates sausage. I mean, they do fine. They have to go back and fix one, but they do okay. And then you have Natalia and Arun. Everyone's already checked in, but now we know it's a non-elimination because they're letting them finish and they're not having Phil come and eliminate them on the course. Oh my so, God, wait, that happened? I don't, I don't think I've ever oh. seen, oh my God. So we call it a Phil elimination. When everybody is checked in and there's an elimination round and things are taking a long time for a team, Phil will actually go to them on the race course and say, oh, everybody no. is checked in, um, so you're eliminated. When they didn't do this, I, you know, you realize that the race is not ending for them because they're not being eliminated. He won't do that if they're close to the end. But if they still haven't started a task, there'll either be a clue at the task that says everyone is checked in and then Phil shows up or Phil just shows up to stop them and put them out of their misery. Oh, that would be worse. That I like I uh, has anyone ever said, like, can we just complete the task so that we said that we do it or like they'd be like, no, it's done. I don't know if anyone ever asked. If it happened on my season where people, where one team got, you know, eliminated, and I don't think they asked to finish it. It's just sort of like, um, 
takes the wind out of your sails when you see Phil walking up to you right. at a task. I think it's just sort of, you know, eh, I guess we're done here. Mm, but that's mm, fine. So let me go back a teeny bit. So forget about Natalia and Arun. They're just so far behind that, you know, I wanted to talk about them there. But when everybody finishes the, um, the detour, they have to take a little picture out of the gnome satchel of the pit stop, Parco Chiani. Um, Dusty gets a horrible cramp in his leg. Oh, yes. And the, Bryce, the, so- this is it. This is it, Bryce. Ryan's finally going to get to use that ridiculous foam roller that he's been toting around the world. I'm, I'm excited. I was going to eat my words and be like, look, it's, they didn't even use it. They didn't even use it. Here was my thing, though. The the the, the group that's the, the, the most athletic, and we're mm-hmm. great for this. Mm-hmm. Look at you having a Charlie horse. I ain't see Sherry have no Charlie horse. Because Sherry is a hero, and oh. Sherry is a badass. Yeah, but mind you, have you ever had a Charlie horse in the middle of the night? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, where you stretch, you can feel it. You be like, oh, then you try to take your stretch back. Then you got to get out the bed and And walk around. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, 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 it would be good if we had a foam roller by the bed. Why did they use it? He's carrying around this ridiculous thing. I don't. It would have been so perfect. Maybe they did use it. They didn't show it. They should have showed it. Um, anyway, they're running, hobbling, running, whatever, to the pit stop. Lulu and Lala get directions, and they may pull out of first place. I was so excited, and then Lala almost gets hit by a bus. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the dedication. This is what I wanted to ask you about. It seemed like a lot of the teams uh, in this town, when they were getting directions, people was pulling out their phones and typing just the directions <laughs> right into the mat. I was like, ooh, is this cheating? Mm-mm. You're not allowed to have a phone, but you're allowed to ask anybody to use their phone. And the last leg of our season, there were some riddles that were given to us in Chicago. And we got we were on a subway platform and I saw a woman sitting there and I said, sorry, excuse me. Can we use your phone? She gave me her phone, looked up the riddles, found out exactly where we needed to go. Um, so you're allowed to ask people for help and directions and you can use their phones. But oh. you're, not to have. you're not allowed to have people walk you to where you're going. They can only direct you to where to go. That rule was changed many years ago because people were like paying taxi drivers to follow them in their cars so they could be like like chauffeured to where they were going and it made life too easy. So now you can get directions and you can have people point you in the direction, but you cannot have people walk you or show you where to go. Anybody I see with a phone, I'm pulling right up on Siri and then going right to the the walking directions and just looking at the turns and the street names. Exactly. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Lulu and Lala do this right. So they get to the greeter. Unfortunately for Lulu and Lala, Ryan and Dusty get there first. They win a trip to the island of Dominica with a really cool, like, treehouse hotel. Like, I'm into this trip. The yeah. greeter is this adorable puppy. Oh, the dog was so cute, though. I was like, oh. And almost everyone got to meet the dog. Oh, mm-hmm. So Ryan and Dusty are first. Lulu and Lala are second. But because of these new rules, they get to leave first now. Next week with Ryan and Dusty. So I'm into that for that. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Kim and Penn are third and they're in group two next week with Kayla and Raquel and Akbar and Sherry. All three of them are leaving in group two. Thank goodness. Because and they have a little talk on the mat. Phil asks Akbar and Sherry how it's going. Mm. And 
Sherry says, you know, Akbar is never pleased. And I think that she might be right. He doesn't ever seem to be pleased with her performance, even though she is a goddess. Right. I hope next week Akbar gets to do the thing, and I hope Sherry models the behavior of what a supportive partner should be like. I don't think she will. I think she is actually a supportive partner, and I think that she will. That's just not how she is. I think she's supportive, and I think she'll show her support. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, like demonstrate to Akbar oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah. being mm-hmm. supportive partner looks like. Yeah, I don't know if he'll model it, even if he sees it, but <laughs> hopefully he will. And then finally, Natalia and Arun show up. They're next week. They're in the last departure time by themselves. And you know what? I'm cool with that. They're so late that the greeter and the adorable <laughs> puppy had to leave. I, I don't remember that ever happening before. Like the preliminary she, like, thing, looked- yes, but... Y'all paid me to be here till 5. Right. It's 5.45. I got My dog's go. got to eat. My dog <laughs> needs to go for a walk or something. So And so next week, they're going to France. So maybe I do get my French. I'm excited about that. And even more exciting for next week, it looks like Ryan and Dusty are struggling at something. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that because it is always a little bit nice when you see, you know, that front runner team come up against something that that they're having a little trouble with. I don't know how much trouble, I don't know how far behind, but it looks like they're really scrambling to catch up and hustle. So I think next week's going to be really interesting. Um, And maybe I'll get to study some French. I'm excited they're going to a non-predominantly English-speaking country, finally in leg six, more than halfway through this race, because I have it on good authority that while the race is normally 12 episodes, this season may only be 10. Oh, come on with us. Because of the teams that have not come back. The inside of tea, yes. I try. Merci beaucoup. Ah, très bien, monsieur. Yes. Well, listen, Brookie Poo, thank you for another Juicy Tar episode. Thank you, Spicy Bricey. You're welcome! <laughs> thank you for having me. This is always so much fun, and I cannot wait to talk with you again next week. After they visit France. Yes. We will be back with more of your tar recap with the lady, the queen, that is Brooke. Cam, hi. See you guys next week. Thank you. Bye, everyone. And we are back this week for your February forecast of the Purple Pants Premonitions. I'm excited to have my friend, Gangsta Gurry. Welcome back. How you feeling? Hi. It's so good to be back here for another installment. We go into the month of February. Listen, because I don't know about your January, Bryce, but uh, she was intense, okay? She was doing She was doing the things, okay? <laughs> she was definitely tumbling and fumbling, okay? Honestly, was just out here trying to uh, stand on a prayer in a moment and eat a cracker to get me through these days, okay? Because a girl was hungry, but she was like, am I really hungry right now? I'm so busy. Like, I don't know about you, but January has been so freaking busy. What about you? It's been a lot. I am. Um, I'm happy to have made it through with all my, my hands, my feet, my toes, mm-hmm. my eyes, and my ears. Okay. <laughs> Listen, present and accounted for is what it sounds like. And I see you've been busy out here. You've been dropping podcast episodes. You've been dropping videos on the YouTube, the Tutube, as they say in Espanol. I see you've been out here working, boo. Yes, you know, it's it's the year of abundance. So you know what? Let's get let's give the dolls what they want. Let's step into the light. 
Okay, listen, let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls be dolls, please. Okay, thank you. Um, but no, I'm very happy to be back. Uh, listen, this month has been quite intense getting through January. It's been a lot of changes, but I feel like this month for us as a collective, like in our own individual lives has been opportunities for us to recognize like what it is that we're actually doing, like in sticking with it. You know, sometimes it's giving very like new year, new me. And we'll be like, okay, like halfway through the month, we're not doing the new me that we said we were going to do. <laughs> but I feel like this year is giving like, it's actually new me and new me is stepping out into the, the limelight. She's letting herself be seen you feel what I'm saying she's stepping into her personal power and I feel like that's what the first month of the year has been even with the ups and downs right Yes, and I always feel like, not to cut you off, but I feel like the issue with the the new year, new me, it's like, no, I like to say new year, true me, the true Ooh. me, okay? Ooh, oh, I'm going to have to take that because I ain't ever heard that before, Bryce, okay? New year, true me. Listen, hold that one, okay? Eat on that, okay? I love that. That's very much what this month, this first month has been. Um, like for me and I feel like it's setting the tone for the rest of the year and I'm really excited to go ahead and hop into the message for the month of February just so that way we can make sure we're in alignment you know what I mean make sure that we are receiving the messages that are going to be best for us um, and making sure that we're just feeling good about how we are transiting throughout the month of February so one thing that I want to share with you all so you guys know that I have, you know, my own podcast, Missing Moments Podcast. I have to plug it in right there if you don't know about it, okay? Um, but I actually recorded an episode yesterday, um, and what I was talking about with the special guest that I had um, was a couple things that are just, like, coming up. We know we've been in Mercury retrograde season. Mercury retrograde was in Aquarius. I think this started around... Um, if I'm not mistaken, the 14th of January, this ends on February 3rd. So that means that, you know, communication, technology is still going to be a little wonky, but it's going to be getting better as we're going throughout the month of February. But what is really important that I wanted to point out is that on February 1st, we are going to be experiencing the Lunar New Year. Now, what I've interpreted the Lunar New Year to be is it's kind of like in the um, in the Chinese Zodiac Chinese uh, practices or just like a. Uh, I don't want to say like spirituality, but just like in their lunar calendar, um, we're stepping into the year of the black water tiger. Now, I was like, what does that mean? Because I was like, that's some new shit. I never heard of this before. You know, I love researching. OK. Um, and based on my findings, what this year is supposed to represent is a year of abundance, a year of tranquility, a year of change. But it's going to be different from the two years that we have experienced. You know what I'm saying? With everything that's been happening with Miss Coviano. OK, it's been a very challenging past two years. Everything is, has shifted. Life as we used to know it, like as I like to say, pre-pandemic, uh, PP, as I like to say, uh, we had, uh, we had in 2022 and 2019 was 2019 PP, okay? Um, but this is, or before COVID, as some people say, BC. But as we are stepping into this year, it's a year of change. It's a year of reception. Um, it's a year of us really just like stepping out into the field, into the desires that we truly want, but also recognizing where we may have felt fear in being received like over the last couple of years, right? Like, am I worthy enough? Am I capable enough? Like those questions are not going to be as prevalent because we have had opportunities to prove that we are more than capable of doing the things that are deserving of us. 
And the energy for the month of February is looking very, very delicious. Were you going to say something, Bryce? No, I was just a, a touching and agreeing. Okay, come on now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know what they say in the church house when two touch and agree. Okay, okay? listen. Turn to your neighbor. <laughs> and say, hallelujah. <laughs> but no, so I, um, for anybody that is new, if this is your first time listening to the Purple Pants Premonitions, um, if you don't know me, I'm Gangsta Gurry, Gary DeAndre. Some of you guys may know me. And what I'm doing is giving you a little bit of a forecast energetically as to what will be coming up um, over the next month of your lives. Okay, so I do have three cards that I'm going to be reading from and then I have an oracle card that I'm going to give a little bit more context as to how we can uh, transit transition through this energy um, with positivity and just staying rooted and grounded in our true selves, our true selves. Like Bryce just said, new year, true me. We're going to be the true me in February. Okay, but I got to say it's Black History Month, so power to the people. <laughs> okay. Get into that. Get into that. Power to the people. All my beautiful black babies out there, okay? Um, as we're going through the month of February, we have three cards. We have the Hierophant coming up in reverse. We have the Two of Coins, and we have the Eight of Swords. So as a story, this is representing rebelling against, like being a rebel with a cause. You feel what I'm saying? And finding balance. Like sometimes we want to rebel just because we're just like, I- I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to deal with that. And sometimes it can be taken negatively by others, right? Because you're coming from a place of pain sometimes. You're coming from a place of not being received by other folks, maybe in your upbringing. Um, maybe some folks, you know, from your history, have kind of like been trying to get at you with like this negativity and sometimes you feel like this sense of like fighting back which is perfectly fine but there's always a way to fight back and always a way to be uh, honest with your feelings honest with your intentions and allowing others to hear you out I think that sometimes we're trying to tell people where we're coming from you know we get so rah-rah and so inner like you know energy filled and angry that we don't take a second to think about how the other person is receiving it but you have to remind yourself this there are some people in your life that need to hear where you're coming from. You don't have to allow yourself to be tied up in emotion in the month of February thinking that you will not be understood. The Hierophant in reverse here is all about being a rebel. Um, When it comes up as a regular car, like I say upright, um, this is all about, you know, you have your teachers, you have your mentors, you have your leaders in your life that you've always kind of like thought of as like your guides in some way, shape or form. But I feel like the month of February is an opportunity for us as a collective to figure out our own path, being a rebel and figuring out what feels appropriate for us. Maybe this is you taking up a new practice. Maybe this is, you know, I grew up Christian. I grew up Baptist and I still Listen, I love the Lord. Okay, y'all know I love the Lord. I be talking about God on here all the damn time. But I feel like the practices and you know my uh, my background and spirituality may be different from traditional Christian values. But that does not take away from my understanding of my connection to the universe, my connection to Source Energy, my connection to God, and how I choose to live my life for myself. Where are you questioning certain aspects or certain beliefs of your life? And how have you been allowing yourself to try something new? Like if it's a belief that feels outdated, you have all of the space, all of the time, all of the energy to step into something brand new. So my spirit is saying, child, you got to read the card so that way you can tell them what it means. It says, when reversed, the Hierophant suggests that intellectual restriction and adherence to traditional methods are getting in the way of practice. 
After years as a healer, Darnell, who is the symbol on this card, becomes conservative and fixed despite the fact that times have changed, calling for necessary edits and concessions of traditional methods. By staying in his comfort zone, he misses the opportunity for something unconventional to bring profound insight. How are you allowing yourself to do something unconventional in the month of February? Trying something brand new. You feel what I'm saying? Allowing yourself to step into something that you've never done before, but you know what? Your spirit is calling for it. When you sit with yourself, when you sit with your body, it gives a full thumbs up and a resounding yes. What does that sound like for you in the month of February? And where are you recognizing where, you know, you may have to step outside of your comfort zone in order to receive new insight and new endeavors. Bryce, how is that sounding for you so far? It's sounding uh, right on course because, you know, in my spirit, I be wanting to do things and wanting to, like, you know, step out of my element and, like, allow my true self uh, Mm -hmm. to be seen. And there's always fear about it. But, no, I I feel like the card is speaking to me and I I need to listen to my body, listen to, you know, my intuition. Yes. And I, I love that you mentioned that, like, listening to your body, because I've come, you know, in my practices and in the clients that I've worked with over the last, you know, five, six years, they're like, well, how do I do that? And it's really just about, like, slowing down. Like, sometimes people ask us a question you know some people will ask you a question how are you and it's like you sit there and you're like oh I'm good you know what I'm saying because that's the normal answer that feels like it's the appropriate way to respond but have you ever just sat and really just like taken a breath and really just like process before you spoke have you just hmm and really sat with yourself before giving an answer. I feel like sometimes in this society, you know, by societal norms, we're always asked to give things immediately. Like it's a, how do I want to describe it? As a immediate, uh, like you need an immediate response. Like we don't know how to sit and wait. You feel what right. I'm saying? And it's like, this is an opportunity for you to slow down and process and not have to feel like you're on go all the time and allowing yourself to really follow your true north. But the only way that you can do that is by listening to yourself and slowing your body and your mind down to receive that. Okay. As we are continuing to go throughout the month of February, the two of coins is the next card. And this comes up in regards to balance. Okay. The two of coins, whenever it comes up, I think of it as like material things. So it's like, you know, sometimes some things that we may find ourselves engaging in or indulging in may be a little too much. Um, maybe it's certain people that we need to stay, not stay away from, but re reconfigure the relationship we have with them. Reconfigure the relationship we have with certain things that we may be doing in our lives. Because like at one point it may have been, you know, soul fulfilling, fantastic. But right now it feels like a drain and you're allowed to rest like this year is all about resting. It's all about receiving. You know what I'm saying? And the two of coins normally comes up when it comes to balances with finances. But I think about it when it comes of the balance of the body. How are you allowing yourself to be balanced in mind, body, and spirit in the month of February? And what are some of the actions? What are some of the things that you can do in order to get your body back in balance? So I like to suggest, you know, um, getting acupuncture. I love acupuncture. Some people are into it. It could be doing a massage. You feel what I'm saying? Getting a little bath, you know, going to like, you know, there was a, um, when I used to be in Atlanta, that you go to like a little steam room and everything, like to just like relax, rejuvenate, relax, relate, release. How are you focusing on those three words, relax? Relaxing, relating, and releasing in the month of February. So the two of coins says Van, who is the uh, muse represented on this card, finally arrives home after a long work day and strips their clothing to free themselves from its energies. 
because they have such a range of goals, they're strained when it comes to juggling their day-to-day responsibilities with their personal aspirations. Feeling things to be out of balance, Van decides to take some time to work on something that they find spiritually fulfilling. Although they know that they will have to get back to their usual money-making productivity eventually, they've come to understand that even the smallest personal routine tasks must be managed if they want to achieve it all. So it's literally about doing what your body needs and knowing like we're all running this rat race in some way, shape or form, but you can't continue to run the rat race if your body is not ready to run. Like, you know, it's like the sense of training. Like if you train too much, then that means your body's going to be out of whack by the time you come to game day, by the time you come to the marathon. You feel what I'm saying? You're tired because you've been ripping and running and running and ripping too damn much. But if you allow yourself to relax, you know, take your little ice baths, take your little massages, you feel what I'm saying? Then your body is prepared to run the marathon. You feel what I'm I mean, this ain't a sprint. It's a marathon. And we're only in month two. This is also a reminder, like your goals. You don't have to have all of your goals accomplished by the time you're getting through February. You have plenty of time and space to be able to work through them. Okay. And then last but not least is the eight of swords. And whenever the eight of swords comes up for me as a reader, I think of this as self-imposed judgment, self-imposed cages that we tend to put around ourselves, but then realize that we're the person that put ourselves in a box. You feel what I'm saying? How are you? How have you recognized you put yourself in a box this month and how can you, you know, take yourself out of it? How can you release the chains that have been holding you back? Because you're the only person that put yourself in this uh, in this situation. So it's like if you put yourself in this situation, you can get out of it as quickly as you got into it. Right. So for some reason, before I even continue on with the card, it makes me think that this month is all about us leaving systems, leaving beliefs, leaving um, locations, relationships that have felt very suffocating. How are you telling you know yourself, like, actually, this isn't working for me no more, and I have to give you a deuces. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't no disrespect to you. It's just because this is what my body, my soul, my spirit is asking for, and I have to listen to it. You've been thinking about it for quite some time. You knew that it's time. You knew it's time to make a move. But I feel like this is the month where you can finally find the inspiration to release those swords that are in your back and move on into a new endeavor, into a new belief, into a new lifetime. The muse here is Nyjah, and Nyjah awakens unbeknownst to them on a rocky island in the middle of a vast ocean. Raising their hands to their head, they realize they've been blinded by blades that are just as sharp as their most self-deprecating thoughts. They quickly come to realize that they are stranded, surrounded by swords and ensnared by a spiritual realm fed by self-limiting beliefs. Without any other perspective, they are overwhelmed by the daunting task that would be reprogramming the mental structure that looms over them. The key word that I want to pull out here is self-limiting beliefs. Okay, where have you been recognizing that you've been limiting yourself? You tell you you tell yourself I can't because you make all these excuses, all these fucking excuses. I got to say it real. You make all these fucking excuses. And then it's just like actually like there have been plenty of opportunities, plenty of situations that have come up in your past, in your history that have proven to you that you are more than capable, more than worthy. So why don't you allow the energy of those situations to push you forward? And it's all about remembering that this is a month of reprogramming the mind, reprogramming the system and the only way that you can repro it gives very like i've been using this analogy a lot lately you know apple updates all the damn time you feel (laughs) what i'm saying 
Oh, it's an iOS 14.1. You know what I'm saying? Oh, then it's like iOS 14.2 because the bugs that they missed on the first time, they're starting to recognize that there were some issues. And they'll push those through maybe a week after they update the first time. Maybe it's two weeks. Maybe it's two months. But there's always an update. There's always an upgrade. So how are you allowing yourself to have the month of February be your month of upgrades, okay? Be your month of taking some time to restart the hardware, restart the server, and push through. And the advice here is all about finding inspiration. So what inspires you in the month of February? It says an idea has captured your attention or will do so very soon. It may be a grand vision or the vague sense of something that could be. You're being encouraged to accept the vision, the idea, or the inspiration as it is important to your creative and spiritual growth. Also, it is possible. The bee is bringing you healing, medicine, wisdom from nature to aid the message of the oracle of inspiration. The bee is a powerful spirit totem. Bees are able to fly with wings that are significantly small in proportion to their heavier bodies. They can do so because of the sheer speed with which their wings move. Your idea... Even if it seems like a big, substantial plan that might be difficult to get off the ground and up and running can succeed. And you'll start attract, you'll start attracting people that will help with your vision because it's about helping the greater good as well as your own growth and development. The message here is I want to close. It says, allow inspiration to fill you with enthusiasm and expectation of magic and marvelous synchronicity as people, situations and opportunities fall into place to help bring your inspiration into reality. So I want you to ask yourself, what inspires me to do better, to be better, to grow, to shift into a new reality, to shift into a new thought pattern? And once you recognize that this inspiration comes into your life, it could literally come while you're meditating. It could literally come in the form of dreams. It could literally come in the form of somebody else is talking about it. And you're like, that actually sounds like a great freaking idea. I think I'm going to do this and just begin somewhere. You got to start at step one in order for you to climb the mountain. But it always begins with you taking that first step. OK, so that is your um, advice slash reading for the month of February. It sounds like a month of us just really stepping to our own personal power and knowing that the most beautiful people, the most unique people were the ones that weren't doing what everybody else was doing. The ones that wanted to stand out because they knew that they had something deep and true inside of them that the world des deserved to see. How are you allowing yourself to be seen by the world around you? Okay. Yes. Come on. This little light of mine. Okay. This little light of mine. I'm gonna I'm, let it shine, let it shine. shine. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, I, uh, listen. I received that for the month of February, and thank you so much, Gangsta Gurry, for coming through and blessing our spirits like you always do. Before we end, let the people know where they can find you at if they want to book a a reading and you know you got a lot of things going on which what you got going on you know the doll is the, let dolls be dolls please okay because the doll is dolling out here you are absolutely right um so i and before i get there you can find me gangster gurry gangster with an a because i don't do that er buster, buster. Over here okay um i'm on instagram you can find me on twitter you can find me on patreon patreon.com backslash gangster gurry um but i have um i'll be uh, offline for the month of february because 
because your girl is traveling a lot. She's going to be in Atlanta. So if anybody's in Atlanta, holla at your boy. I will be around. I'll also be in Los Angeles at the end of February. Ah. Traveling a lot. Okay, listen, she's doing things. So if you're in the LA area or anything like that, shoot me an email, gangstagoria at gmail.com. I would love to hold space with you or even potentially book something with you in person in the future. Also, one other thing that I do want to plug is I've been in a class series through Nova Network. Nova Network is a network that um, basically has like a bunch of like different spiritualists. So if you're looking for somebody that does Reiki, you're looking for somebody that is uh, getting into ancestor magic, looking for somebody that uh, is very proficient in herbs, being able to work with herbs. There are a lot. It's like a directory, a spiritual directory. Nova with two A's network.com. But I'm doing a class series. This is going to be the last of the class series called Back to Our Roots. Um, and I'm working with two other practitioners, um, uh, Juju Bay. It's I think it's Juju Bay on Instagram and Ahime Aura. The three of us have been doing this class series since August of last year, um, and we are going to be having a class. I has, It hasn't even been released yet, so y'all are hearing it here first. Um, oh. On February 19th, 6 p.m. is the time that the class will be taking place. Really excited to come back, hold space with folks. And uh, you know it's Black History Month, so we got to put on for our black folks, okay? we got to put on for our peoples, okay? Yes. Um, and I'm really excited for this class series. And um, if you got some time, come through. It'll be lit. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Gangsta Gurry. This has been your February's Purple Pants Premonitions. It is time for advice. Give it to you by price. It's time for advice with Rice. A few years ago, I got back into running. Mostly 5K, but the goal this year is a half marathon. 21K or 13.1 miles for you folks down south. Heard on your podcast with Xander that you run too. Training starts soon and I hope I survive. LOL. Any advice, encouragement, funny stories, etc. to keep me motivated would be much appreciated. Running is my therapy. Nicole. Hey, Nicole, and thank you for your submission for this week's advice with Bryce. Yes. And also thank you for listening to Zaddy Zan podcast, which is still available. You guys can go to my YouTube page, Bryce Isaiah, and watch the video or go through the archives of the Purple Pants podcast. So running, Nicole, also is my therapy. It is uh, the, the time where it brings me peace. Sometimes I feel like my mind gets cluttered with a lot of things. And when I run, I'm able to like clear my mind. I'm able to like literally like visualize all of the things that are in my mind and I can like put them where they belong or process them. So I totally get the statement of running as my therapy. Now your baby boy, gotta be honest, it is, I probably have not run in the last two months because it's just been like it's cold even though I love running in the cold but I just haven't found my motivation so I was so happy to get this advice with Bryce because it really kind of rejuvenated my spirit to run but I have trained for a half marathon and I know the anxiety that comes along with it so my one tip of advice for you is don't put no pressure on yourself Give yourself enough time, you know, three to four months to train for it. But don't for me, when I was training for it, I was just like, oh, can I do it? Am I be able to do it? I don't know if I'm be able to do it. And I the the closer and closer I got to the half marathon, like I was just like, what am I stressing myself out for? Um, my goal, listen, I wasn't trying to beat no time. I wasn't trying to come in first place. My I was competing with myself. So my goal was to cross the finish line. 
And I think that that should be your goal as well. A lot of people get caught up in like their time, their pace. And for me, it's really about like, I love to run. And I think that when you participate in races, it gives you this like extra motivation, like something to train for, um, something to look forward to. And I think that you should enjoy that process. So don't beat yourself up uh, just stressing about it. Um, and so I, I tried to, during my training, I tried to run three to four times a week. And, you know, I just started off you know doing wherever like it's more like a self-assessment your first run and you know go out run until you feel like you know what who this is it for me today and you know for the the rest of the week try to do that same run two more times and each week gradually increase it and, you know, take notes. I one of my good friends, Rachel, uh, when I was training for my half marathon, she like had brought me her running notebook. And she was like, it's always good to just take notes of your run, the date, the time and the length of the the miles that you did that week. So, you know, your first run, you know, get, get you a little app that tracks the distance. And from that first run, you know, the rest of the runs that week. Try to match that distance. Um, then the next week, increase it a little bit and increase it. And then when you are about halfway to the marathon, you want to just look at how much you've been increasing. And if you are, I would say, by the halfway point, if you're not at like six or seven miles, I would make that a priority to say, you know what? OK, next week I'm going to run six miles. And, you know, you, you get yourself to that six miles and then from that six miles, you just continually increase it week by week. And I feel like, again, no pressure, though. So if you're not at the six to seven mile, like, listen, take your time. But in that same breath, you do want to push yourself. And so I know when I am training, sometimes I get to like mile five and I'm like, oh, I can't do it no more. I can't. I'm done. And I literally have to say in my head, like, baby boy, we're going to do two more miles, two more miles. Let's get them two more miles. And I think of all of the things that I am running for, like I'm running for myself. I'm running for to know that I can do it. And you got to push yourself in that essence of it. And so I think that if you kind of stick with this model of Start out where you start out with and then you have these goals to increase your miles each week. And listen, that that's just for me. Some some people can increase their miles two to three miles each week, uh, whatever you feel more comfortable. But, you know, at the halfway point between when it is like, you know, the halfway time to when the marathon is coming up, you definitely want to look at that notebook and you want to look at where you are. And if you are not at that seven or six mile mark, then you want to push yourself to get there. What I also find helpful is to have accountability partners. Now, not accountability partners. That's like what, where, what number? you at this week how fast you going accountability partners that are like did you run today okay you know you're supposed to run three to four times a week so make sure you get out there um, and have people that encourage you I think will really help you during when I'm training for races I, like my good friend Sarah like I always tell her like what the tea is what I'm doing and she'll always check in like did you run today and you know that final week before the race um, I don't think that you should run the full half marathon out i think that you should probably cap it at like nine ten eight miles and then you know just to give your body that time to rest and what i always forget about 
when I am running races is the adrenaline that you get when you are running and people come out and cheer for you, even though you don't even know the people, but you know, the people that are on the sideline, like, yes, you can do it. I always forget about that because again, during training, I'm so hard on myself. Like, who can I do it? Who I'm about to die. Who I'm about to pass out. But the actual day, once you get them jitters out and you get your pace and then you see the people on the sideline cheer you, you almost forget that you are running. So I know this is a goal that you will be able to accomplish. You just have to put the work in. And my last advice for you, Nicole, is make sure you celebrate when you cross that finish line, whether it's that day, that week. Listen, Treat yourself to a dinner, treat yourself to a massage, treat yourself to a glass of wine, but make sure you celebrate those victories because we're so hard on ourselves to to complete something or do something. But I think it's also in our best interest in our self-care to treat ourselves and to celebrate this success. And you should be celebrating that you've committed to this race. A lot of people don't even get to this point. So I completely congratulate you. Thank you for listening. And I hope this advice with Bryce was helpful. And once again, if you feel like you need advice with Bryce, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Purple Pants Podcast. You can contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, being as though it is Black History Month. I really want to highlight some black entrepreneurs, some black business owners that really paved the way for us today. And the first person I'd like to acknowledge is Garrett Augustus Morgan. Garrett Augustus Morgan was born March 4th. 1877 in Paris, Kentucky. He attended elementary school in Kentucky, but he spent most of his time working on his parents' farm. His parents were former slaves. As a teenager, Morgan moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, where he hired a personal tutor and worked different jobs to support himself. In 1895, Morgan moved to Cleveland, Ohio. He took a position as a sewing machine repairman. Twelve years later, Morgan had accumulated enough money to begin his own sewing machine repair business. Over the next several years, Morgan expanded his business interests to include a tailoring establishment, a personal grooming product company, and also a newspaper, The Cleveland Call. By 1920, Morgan had become a wealthy man with dozens of workers he employed. I know that's right, Garrett. Morgan was also interested in inventions. His tailoring business was equipped with machines that he personally designed. During the 1910s and the 1920s, Morgan continued to invent new items. Most of these items were to improve safety on the streets and the workplace. Morgan was most famous for patenting the first traffic signal in the United States. Morgan himself, an automobile owner, witnessed a car crash between a car and a buggy. This event supposedly 
forcibly convinced the inventor to create a stoplight. On November 20th, 1923, Morgan revealed his patent. His own traffic signal was mounted on a T-shaped pole. It had three different types of signals. Stop go and stop at all directions. The stop in all directions signal was to allow pedestrians to cross the street safely. Morgan eventually patented this device in Canada and Great Britain as well. Okay, international! He sold his patent to General Electric Corporation for $40,000. Morgan also invented numerous other products. In 1916, he patented a version of the gas mask. Morgan demonstrated his superior design when a group of miners was trapped in a shaft under Lake Erie. He immediately received orders for his product from the fire department and mine owners across the United States and Europe. The United States also utilized a slightly redesigned Morgan gas mask during World War One. In addition to the traffic signal and the gas mask, Morgan also invented a zigzag stitching device for manually operated sewing machines. And if you thought that was all that baby boy Garrett Augustus Morgan did, he also discovered and developed a chemical hair process and straightening solution. He created a successful company based on his products and inventions, along with a complete line of hair care products and became involved in the civil and political advancement of African-Americans, especially in and around the Cleveland, Ohio area. I just want to take this time to say that Garrett Augustus Morgan is definitely the Purple Pants Freak of the Week. And I want to just say I'm so grateful for all that he contributed to American history. OK, you know, we're taking this time to acknowledge him during Black History Month. But listen, Black History Month just isn't the month of February where we highlight these things because Black history, believe it or not. OK, it's American history. So, Garrett Augustus Morgan, I salute you and I thank you for leading the way for entrepreneurs and inventors to this very day. And if Garrett Augustus Morgan is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and supporting your baby boy like you always do. If you have not already, make sure y'all go over there and rerun the Zaddy Zander podcast interview the shan stan podcast interview the locker room podcast interview with danny mccray okay and if you feeling spicy go over there today youtube and watch the videos make sure you subscribe to my youtube bryce isaiah subscribe give all of the videos a thumbs up write a comment and if you have not already please make sure you are subscribed to the purple pants podcast we are available on apple Podcasts, spotify podcast google podcast wherever is that you get your podcast from baby the purple pants podcast is there subscribe write a review give your baby boy some five stars and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that it's more than a month because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants